0: It's time to dream big, think big, and train big. This is Empowered Talk, a podcast that is meant to submerse you in the mindset that is needed to empower your success in pursuit of your fitness and life goals. Empowered Talk will teach you how to get out of your own way and walk you through the actionable items that you can implement to become fully empowered. Our mission is to remove you from being stuck and to empower you to take action inside your life and become submersed in the success mindset for your goals. Empowered Talk is dedicated to helping you identify and eliminate the pain so that you can either remove it, work with it, or move around it. After years of looking for answers and proven methods on how to become fully, authentically, and unapologetically empowered, ashley soden and fred biggie smalls teamed up to bring you this show they knew that it was their responsibility to share this empowerment with you welcome to the empowered talk podcast
1: hey everybody welcome back to empowered talk where we
2: encourage you to dream big train big and think big
1: On this episode, we are going to dive deep into one of the things that really stops people dead in their tracks. And we're going to talk about the biggest insecurity that prevents people from taking action. So one of the things that is the most prevalent with, you know, my experience with myself, with other people, with my clients, and just with, you know, talking with people through time um, the biggest thing that I have realized that stops people from taking action is feeling like they're not knowledgeable enough in whatever it is that they're trying to do, right? And so why does that stop them in their tracks? They, they're they scared that they're not enough, mm-hmm. right?
2: Yeah, I mean, that fear, whether it's fear of um, being inadequate, fear of um, not being the smartest person in the room, fear of, what if I fail? In reality, the situation is none of that really matters because you have to ask yourself, if you're doing something today that you do not love and you fail trying to do something that you do love, you're really in no worse predicament than you are anyway on a daily basis, waking up going, I'm not excited about what I'm doing today. Like, and that's everything we're talking about. Is what do we need to do? What steps do we gotta take to get to a point where we're excited and loving every day of our lives?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think that this is so important for us to talk about and really break down in this episode specifically, that feeling of not being adequate enough, that feeling of not having the right set of circumstances to have the stars align for you to make the decision to move forward in whatever your endeavor is, whether it's your fitness, your business, your personal life, any goal. Uh, work right anything so if you're sitting there and you're feeling like you're not enough what's going to happen is you're going to be in the wrong headspace to begin with
2: sure right yeah it's kind of funny because when it comes to bodybuilding and and what we do a lot of times we'll have a show coming up and you know at that four to six week mark you have these dreams and you they're nightmares because you're like oh my god i got up there and i wasn't ready right so and you know if you're going to do a show, you have to be prepared. And and what does it take to be prepared? Being disciplined on nutrition, being disciplined with getting to the gym, being disciplined with your sleep. If you take that analogy and look at our situation, you can apply it to anything because the fear comes from not being knowledgeable enough so you do the things it takes to so that you can be knowledgeable enough, right, so that you can be prepared. You always got to do the things that – you need to do to be prepared. So what we need to do is learn to love fear to drive us to do the right things so that we're prepared in every situation.
1: Yeah, that's so powerfully said. And I think that it's worth expanding upon just a tad too. Um the aspect of, you know, if you're, you know, if you're in the position of waiting for that moment to feel like, "All right, I'm ready to now start training." Mm. If you're if you're in that mindset where you're waiting for something to to make you feel like you're ready, you're stopping yourself before you even start because you're, you're making excuses. You're waiting for that thing. You're waiting for that signal, that green light, that for the stars to align to, right. to get you there, to push you forward. But really the, the crux of this whole thing is there's nothing that's going to put you there. There's nothing. It's only you. It's your action.
2: You just got to, right? leap. You got to leap. You, you got to leap. leap. I know so many people that, well, I'm going to start my business when I get this certification, do this degree, do this, do that. And it's like, If you're and I'm just gonna keep it in our wheelhouse and talk about personal training. Like if you say, okay, you're helping 20 people on the side, and you're like, well, I'm not ready to start my own business because I don't have this certification, that certification, you have to say to yourself, Am I do I have the ability to help somebody improve, to help somebody get better within themselves, within their life? And if the answer is yes and you love doing it, then you're never gonna be perfect because even after doing it 20-something years. I'm still learning every day, right? And, you know, just like the scientific studies they did 10 years ago, some of them you can throw out now because they found better ways of doing things, you're never going to be perfect. So you just got to get over that fear of being inadequate and just realize that if you love it and you are per- and you have the ability to help people, you're doing them them a disservice and you're just yourself a disservice if you don't go for it.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And I actually, I'd love to speak into this from two perspectives, if you don't mind, Fred. Sure. Um, I want to speak to this uh, from the perspective of myself when I was, um, you know, kind of at this point before I made the leap to start competing in figure in the division uh, figure within bodybuilding. And the thing is, I want to talk about that first. And then the second thing I want to talk about is is uh, my business side and uh, and the shifts that I have done to be where I am in that capacity as well because i had this fear before doing both of those things and it wasn't until i overcame that fear of not being adequate or not being ready to start that endeavor once i overcame that is when everything changed right and so let's talk about the competing first so man let me tell you like first time ever competing it's terrifying before you even step on stage because you don't know if you're going to be ready you don't know what it's like you've never experienced it before you have all the butterflies right it's like did you have a coach for your first show i did Did i did thank you for bringing that up mentorship huge here guys if you are at a point where you're like not confident right you feel maybe a little like uneasy maybe you're doubting whether or not you are ready for something there are Billions of people on this planet, there's guaranteed one person that can mentor you who's a little bit further along that can say, hey, it's not that crazy. Let me show you the steps, right? And Um, that's essentially, you know, to kind of like segue right into like my business side and experience, it's why I got into the business side of trying to help people in this capacity. Now, I started, my career did not start as an entrepreneur. My career did not start as a business owner in the fitness industry, coaching people and, you know, doing what I do to this day. I actually went to school for behavioral neuroscience. My original trajectory is I wanted to be a neurosurgeon um, at high aspirations. Don't get me wrong, but the course changed and not because I wasn't able to do it, but because I realized that my passion lied somewhere else. Sure. And so I took that training, that degree of uh, still what I'm passionate about, you know, the human body, how the body works, behavior, but bringing that into my training now that I do in, in my coaching uh, platform you know, I didn't at first feel like I was going to be able to do that because I went to school for something completely different, sure. right? So, what did I do? I was like, oh, "Man, how am I going to how am I going to train people if I didn't if I didn't get, you know, trained in that myself, right?" right. So, you know, what did I do? Stop me in my tracks, and I went and I got my certifications sure. that I needed to, right? Sure. I put one foot in front of the other. And really, guys, that is all that this is. It's yeah. one foot in front of the other. And when you look at the everything from a macrocosmic scale, it's easy to get overwhelmed and be like, whoa, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> right?
2: Our, it's funny because our stories are kind of similar because I went to college for uh, business management and was selling insurance since I was 18 years old with my father. And, uh, and when I graduated college, I just knew that, you know, I was going to do insurance, but I wanted to have some time to be in the gym and just kind of getting ready for the USAs. I just knew you know what, if I take this three months, just kind of get ready for USAs, then when I go in full throttle into the insurance business in the fall, I'll be good. And by the time the fall came, I had a full bulk of business, and I'm going, hmm, I love it. Like, I didn't feel like I was working. And I was doing crazy hours. I mean, I was doing clients at 2 in the morning, doing some clients at 11 at night. So, And I was booked all the time, and I was saying, it doesn't feel like work. And I would work sometimes 9 to 6 in the insurance business and feel like I worked. Mm. So... I just made it I the biggest fear I had was going to my dad and telling him I don't think I'm gonna go in business with you and you know as I expected he didn't talk to me for a while for a while but now I'm forced to make this happen because he's not talking to me and he's who I went through for all my mentorship you know growing up and now it was like okay the fear of failing because I couldn't let him I, I couldn't let him see me fail so now that fear drove me harder and it wasn't easy like I mean you know I had number of gyms turned me down, which is why I got into a position where I said, I just couldn't accept no for an answer. And if you believe in you're convicted in something that much, you won't accept no for an answer. And I used that to, I had no choice. I had to start my own business, doing in-home clients, get, thinking outside of the box, going to stores and offering to be their person that goes to people when they buy equipment to show them how to use it. So I picked up clients that way. But it was that fear of not wanting to show my my father that i couldn't do it that fear there that kept me moving you know and and then when you talk about competing i got into training people even learning about nutrition because i asked so many people for help and there was just nobody solid at that time you know now i I think you're a bit younger than me so the internet wasn't really somewhere i could go to get the information because it really wasn't there yet so it was going to the library figuring out reading books figuring out things about nutrition this mentor or this bodybuilder in the gym would tell me to do it this way. This thought, and then, but nobody would stick. So I was stuck. I did my first show. Didn't have a coach. Um, I'm backstage. I cut water like three days out.
1: <laughs> Side note: <laughs> yeah, don't, do no, that. don't do that. But, <laughs>
2: um, but you know, I, I didn't do bad. I took second. And uh, but then you know, it. And then the next show, the same thing. And I said, you know what? If I know there's other people struggling with this, and I love it, so let me take that. A way that ability, inability to get the right information away and see if I can help a few people do this the right way. And that's how I got into training competitors and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, it's funny. That's a very similar trajectory of how we got to where we got, you know, where we are today.
1: Yeah, for sure. And uh, to kind of like piggyback off of something that you said, I kind of want to circle back to where you were talking about your hours and your time and this and that. Another another huge thing that prevents people from taking action, this false belief that they don't have enough time. And really, it's not about having enough time because we all have the same time, right? We all have the same 24 hours in a day. It's what you do with that time, mm-hmm. right? So how are you managing your time? You have to take a look at that. Yeah. And that's actually a, s- a huge staple of my coaching platform of what I do with all of my clients. First thing we do is we address their schedule and maximize their their time and their schedule and their ability to actually complete their program, complete their training program, their nutrition program, among other things. So, one of the things that I'm now doing within my business is I am now going down a specific niche specifically with female CEO entrepreneurs and teaching them how to become the the fitness person that they want, right? So whatever that means to them. I, I, I say that very loosely because that might look very different for different people, right? Somebody might want to have a, a competitor's body. They might want to compete. Somebody might just want to have, you know, increased muscle. Somebody want, might want to slim down, right? So whatever those goals are, it all starts with your ability to manage that time adequately. Otherwise, you know, you're not, if, if you don't have time to be prepared, if you don't have time to, Stay organized with your meals. Stay organized with your training schedule, right? What's going to happen is you're going to make excuses. You're going to fall off. And you're going to say that you don't have time. Sure. But I guarantee you, you have time. It's just about arranging that time to your benefit. Would you agree?
2: Well, I find my busiest people are always some of my success, most successful clients, right? Because they have to be so structured in time, that they don't have time to waste. I can attest to that because when I was fully sponsored and I didn't really have to work, I found it. I'd find I'd waste a lot of time, Mm. right? Because it was, I can get to the gym whenever, I can do cardio whenever, I can get my meals in because I can prepare them as I go. But when I'm super busy and everything's on a time restraint, everything works more efficiently and I can still get everything in, it's just that I'm I'm bound to a schedule. And um, I think that's one of the hardest things when you have your own business is being disciplined enough to create that schedule for yourself, right? But um, back on fear, you know, it's just one of those things where you like time is, a, there's a lot of excess time that people don't realize they waste. You know, if you can tell me what's on Netflix and tell me you watch three different series, then you have time. You have time. <laughs> that's for sure. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you just take 20 minutes a day and read something that's in the area that you're of uh, interest, that you're really, or in the area of interest of your passion you're going to end up reading six times more books a year than the average person, which automatically is going to make you more knowledgeable than the average person. There you go. You have your, you have your first step to realizing how you can help other people or feeling like you can help other people. Yeah. So
1: yeah, for sure. So Fred, let me pose this question to you. What would be the consequence if somebody were to allow this, this fear of inadequacy or fear of not being ready or fear at all, take over, what would be the outcome for them? How would that, how would that look for them?
2: Uh, I mean, there's a saying, right? Like more heart attacks happen on Monday morning than any other time during the week. And that's because your head's like, I gotta go to work and your heart's like, I'm not going, you know? And because if you don't love what you do, it can create so much stress in your body. You know, if every day you're getting up waiting for the the weekend, if you're like getting up on Monday saying, man, I can't wait till Friday, you've wasted so much valuable time that it's no longer productive because you're already in this rut in your thinking. And everyone knows that what happens in the body is one thing, but your mind is the most important part of your being because whatever you think, whatever you manifest in your mind, that's what's going to happen. So if every day you're putting out this negative energy because you don't feel good about what you're doing, you're just like going to a job to make ends meet. That's that's not a life that's exciting. That's not a life that gets you jazzed up to, to do something positive for yourself or for other people. And whether it's your kids, your significant other, your friends, everyone feels that. But if you're getting up and you're excited, not let's just say you can't start your business for a year, but you, you're you working towards it, or you can't do your dream job for a year, but you're working towards it, you still have more positive energy at that point because you're getting up every day with purpose. You're getting up every day with the belief that it's gonna happen. And that is, a, um, ladies and gentlemen, that's a different feeling. You know, right now I'm just open a couple of new offices and I'm like every morning like tired, but I'm excited. Excited about the possibilities, excited about what could happen. If you don't have that, you're missing a major piece that's gonna create so much positivity and energy in your life.
1: Well, what I'm hearing is that you're, you're driven by passion.
2: Yeah. I mean, I love I love doing it, right? So that's what we're talking about here is like don't let your fears keep you from going after what you really love doing, what you really love and really feel like your purpose is.
1: Yeah. So circling back to the feeling of inadequacy and this this fear of it, why is it not true that people are inadequate? Right. Like, why is it not true that that will be their solidified fate? Like, all right, let me back up. Let me say, like, let's say that somebody is in a job that they absolutely hate and they're making excuses and they want to go and they they know what they want their body to look like. They know what they love to do. They're working in this job are They don't have time. Right. According to them. And they're feeling like, I'm just not ready. I don't have the right resources. Uh, Fuck it. Right, (laughs) like it's like it collapses, right? So why is that actually not the case? Why are they talking themselves off the ledge at that point?
2: I just, you know, I just believe that if you are that passionate about something, you'll find a way. So I think what's happening is all the fears they're putting in front of themselves. They just need to. My suggestion would be: first thing is find a mentor to talk to. Because if you have somebody you can talk to about it, you'll realize, wow, it's not that hard to get started. And then realize you don't have to be perfect. Thinking you have to be perfect is is always going to get you in trouble because no matter what you do, you're never going to be perfect. It's like when a person says, well, I would start a diet right now, but it's, I got this going on, that going on. I always tell people the same thing. There is no perfect time to start a diet. If you start in January, then great. You'll stay, if you stay excited for a couple of weeks and then you fall off. Oh, but then... Valentine's Day. So, if you're in a a relationship, then somebody might have chocolates. You know, like you're always going to have a reason to fall off your diet. Oh, and I got past Valentine's Day. Now it's Easter. I like Easter eggs and jelly beans. You know, like there's always going to be something to pull you back to say you're not to keep you from being disciplined. But the discipline comes from doing what you really love and not seeing it as a sacrifice, right? Seeing it as this is another step it takes to get to where I really want to be. So it's not a sacrifice at that point. It's 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 something that will empower you to realize I can get there, you know. And I think that I think that's really as people put these things in front of them, they're not going after finding the information so that they can overcome these hurdles.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think one of the biggest things is like you know how how do we overcome this fear? How do we overcome being in our own way? Well, first things first, talk to a mentor, somebody. You know, you don't need to go. And drop bank and and <laughs> right and like go broke over this. Like you can just talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about. A friend, maybe somebody who knows somebody who can put you in contact. Just have a conversation. Right, talking is a free thing to do. Absolutely. So just talk. All you have to do is ask somebody. And if you first don't get a you know um, the right type of mentorship don't let that discourage you go to somebody else because there are so many individuals on this planet who have so many different skill sets and you may have 10 people in front of you who all have the same certifications and they will give you 10 different versions of that level of expertise that the other nine wouldn't be able to give you Mm -hmm. right and so the the level of perspective the ability to be to have this human to human interaction to feed off of the energy to look at those mentors and be like, damn, I want what you got. How can I get that? Help me.
2: There's actually a scene in that movie pursuit of happiness where he walks up to the guy driving a Ferrari and he's like, I want one of those. What do you do? And he had no clue how to be a financial um, advisor or investor, but he, uh, he said he wanted that car and that was his, that was his dream. So, Sometimes we need to make sure we have the right motivation in front of us to get us out of our shell. So that's another way. Like if you, whatever you're dreaming of, put it up, put it on a vision board, make it tangible, you know, go, go do things that you currently can't do because that will give you the energy and the motivation to get surpass all that fear. To go, you know what, if I don't get out of my shell, I'm not going to be able to do this. So that, that's another way that's worked for me, you know, and also like uh, my me and my sister compete a little bit. She has a bunch of businesses. And so when I find myself hovering in the same spot because I just don't want to take on any more, I put myself around her. So putting myself around like-minded people is a big, big part of it too, you know, which is like mentorship, but you want to make sure you're around people that also think in a way that I want to improve. I want to be better. I want to involve, evolve.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's, That's a matter of energetics at that point. Would you Mm -hmm. agree? I mean, it's like, it's a vibe. Yeah. Yeah, You you put yourself around the right people, you're going to embody that vibe, right? When when we're, when we're with each other, like we vibe, like (laughs) we, this is why we, we came together on this platform is because we were like, you know, we, we bring this energy together. We want to transcend that to you guys and hopefully empower you and inspire you to take action in your own world and to get out of your own way and to remove these barriers and to uh, tell you to sit. Stop making these excuses and put that one foot in front of the other. Just take the first step. One of the biggest things you talked about, you know, your motivators finding what those motivators are. We as human beings, we have two pathways of motivation from the neurobiological standpoint, right? So we have somebody who is motivated by a reward pathway system and somebody may be more motivated by the idea of removing something that's painful. Right. So there's two trajectories that can happen here. So if you're if you're motivated by a reward. Right. And you're like, I'm going to have, you know, my dream business or I'm going to have my dream body or I'm going to be able to step on stage and and conquer. Right. Or if that's the, the pathway with competing, whatever that endeavor is, if you want that goal you work towards it every day and you remind yourself you put it in front of yourself give yourself no reason to not see that goal every single day multiple times a day put it on your phone have it on your background on your phone have something paste it up on your wall put it on your computer have notifications submerse yourself in that right now on the flip side for somebody who's more motivated from the standpoint of removing something painful Put that in front of you. Put that pain in front of you. Remind yourself of what what it is that you're removing from your life so that you don't slack for a minute, for even a second. Uh, the second that you allow yourself to be complacent with the thing that is holding you down is the second that you allow that thing to win,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can I can relate to that, what you're saying. I didn't, I didn't know how to particularly articulate it the way you did, but <laughs> that was awesome. Um,
1: <laughs> That's my nerd, but, <laughs> my inner nerd, guys.
2: God, when I was in my first marriage, I was really broke. You know, you know you're broke when you run to the ATM to go and you check the machine and go, yeah, okay, I got enough for groceries today. Like that's you're feeling it, you know, and I know what that feels like. So whenever I start to slack, I'll remind myself of that. And I go, you know, I never want to feel that again. And that keeps you really pushing, really pushing. And then the other thing is reward based too, like I mean, I, I remember when I turned pro, when I would start to train, I would write down all the things that I wanted to get from whatever money I was going to win, whatever sponsorship I was going to get, like to all the things I wanted to do, and that would drive me to train harder in the gym so I could attain those things. So, and some people go, "Well, what is it? Just about helping people?" Well, if you have more money, you can help more people, right? So, either way, however you look at it, is whether it's selflessness or or selfishness. Either way, it still can motivate you.
1: Absolutely, and at the end of the day, whether you're doing it for yourself or for other people, inherently naturally when you help yourself you help other people if you're not your best version for yourself good luck helping other people in the in the highest capacity you're not going to be able to right you got to be right internally yeah that's it goes that back to that yeah mm-hmm. it goes back to that mindset and that energy so guys you know moral of the story here is put one foot in front of the other identify what you want Figure out what motivates you. I like it. Are you motivated by this reward? Or are you motivated by removing the pain? Or are you motivated by both? Right? If you're motivated by both, submerge yourself in both of those things daily. I guarantee you if you if you do that, don't just think about it. Do something physical that's different than what you're used to. It will literally change the neurobiology inside of your brain, the way that your brain is firing. Allow yourself the opportunity to succeed by choosing to do something different in this capacity that's going to to remind you every single day if not multiple times of day what those things are that motivate you.
2: And then what do you tell people to just start by designating a little time every week towards developing yourself. You know, if you're it, you don't have to burn the bridges and do everything or burn the boats and do everything today. You can take it step by step as long as you're working towards the goal of being your best self and and fulfilling your passion.
1: Absolutely, and for anybody who's looking for mentorship, definitely check out our page on empowerbodies.org slash empowered talk because we're gonna have free resources, guides, links for both Fred and myself, our businesses, where we help people in this capacity every single day. So no harm with just reaching out and saying, hey, this is my situation. You know, is this something that maybe we could talk about? And we're we're here we're just we're just people guys just talk to us right
2: People with some experience that's it
1: that, That's and exactly I'm, right
2: Yeah
0: Thank you for listening to Empowered Talk and allowing Ashley and Fred to be part of your day and inspire you to take action within your life If this episode of Empowered Talk inspired you and helped you today then be sure to share it with someone else you know will need it Help us spread this worldwide global empowerment movement for those of you who feel like you're struggling on a day-to-day basis and are looking for support that will guide you towards your truest, most authentic self, then please be sure to go to empoweredbodies.org empoweredtalk and check what free resources we have available to get you started today. We want to help you identify what's keeping you stuck and shift you into empowered action and to eliminate the disempowerment from your life. If you need accountability and are looking to conquer your life and crush your goals, then join us at empoweredbodies.org slash empowered talk today.